Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And with you in the studio tonight, it's me, Bonnie. Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. I demand to speak to the captain. He <laughs> passed away early this morning. Oh, I'm just goodness. kidding. <laughs> Terrible. He is That's just so mean to the listeners. Yeah, he's sick. <laughs> I don't think anybody believed me, would they? No, I feel bad. He is just sick. Um, he has, you know, something that is going around. So it's flu season. Yep. So of course it's COVID. Yeah. So it's COVID season. Yeah. yeah don't you know that co- that COVID completely replaced the flu? Yeah. Yeah. Just kicked it right out of the ego system. Yeah. It's COVID season. Yeah. Because that's Every- how that works, and you know, it's the new COVID. So like, it's it's not like anything different from the flu. You know, okay. you, no, none of the fun symptoms where, like, you don't taste anything, for example. That's gone. Yeah, it just went away. I never had that symptom. I did. I did. Really? It okay. is absolutely wild. I had okay. it in, like, almost nothing else. Like, I had a runny nose. I basically felt like I had allergies, plus I couldn't taste anything. And that was the first day I ever went to fucking great before even figuring out that it was going on. And I was like, this tastes like nothing. Like, this is terrible. This is the worst fun yeah. I've ever had. And then the next time I go, I was like, okay, now I can taste it. And it's awesome. But, um, yeah, so I had it. And you can, like, eat, eat anything and not taste it. And it's terrible. But I, I think that Captain said since he had supposedly COVID before, and it was, like, the worst sickness him and Mark ever had in 2021, he said that it's much better now. Or this is much better. So it's probably not COVID. I don't know. But you know, or his natural immunities have yeah. weakened the virus. Yeah, well, and, variant. And this is the natural course of all viruses that they become le- uh, more virulent but less deadly. Yeah, I, I thought we were the type of show that talks about the virus. The, uh, viruses aren't aren't real and stuff like that. Oh, you know, it, it is an interesting perspective. I know. I don't um, have like a belief about it. It I'm, is weird that no one has actually isolated a virus. Yeah. That is really bizarre. It is weird and like and surprising. There are people virus out there. Is your god? There are people out there going, "Oh, anybody who can prove me wrong and show me a virus, all right, you can do it, and I'll give you a million dollars." And no one, one does it. You know, you'd think there'd be some picture of an electron microscope looking at a virus and go, okay, there it is, right there. Yeah. So forgive my ignorance then. They showed a picture of what COVID was supposedly looking like mm-hmm. with the little. Looks like a video game out. bad guy. Sure. What was that? Yeah, that's called Imagination. a drawing. No, I got it. But you <laughs> see, when those... a person has a thing in their head and then they use their hands to make an image of a thing, that's different. So, like, you can do that with an angel, and I don't have to believe in angels. Okay. So, when they were talking about viral load and they could they could isolate in the microscope, like what was coming out, there was not there was no virus in their images. Yeah, there never has been. Not just the COVID one. Viruses in general. I got it. So yeah, how that's crazy. the really weird part. Mm-hmm. How did they distinguish between spittle and the viral load then? By people's symptoms, they're just like, oh, they have this and this and this. So no, they have no, a no. virus. And, and when I was in high school, they drew these creepy little metal looking things that have like a triangle head and a, a sprout and legs. They told us that's what viruses look like and that's yeah. never been seen. 
I, I hear you, yeah, that, but that's that not is what one I'm of saying. the wacky things is that the images of what a virus is supposed to look like have changed. Hmm. Got it. Like, they, they seriously looked like these weird little ATAT walker looking things that, but, like, squat down and that's how they inject their RNA. They didn't measure viral load based on people's symptoms and what they were being told. They had people, like, cough, right? And then they caught the cough. Well, they tried to do that. They tried to do that with the Spanish flu, I think it was, where they had people completely isolated. They took in people that were confirmed cases, had them cough all over them, eat after each other and all this stuff, and they couldn't make other people catch it. Okay, but what were uh, the I believe you because I don't have any evidence to the contrary, but what were they catching and what were they looking at? I honestly, I don't have a personal belief. Like I'm like, oh, this is definitely it. But I've heard some things that make a bit of sense. I just don't know that it's definitely true. And what I would say is um, a lot of people say it's like environment. Like if we're all um, around the same environment, like this studio. Yeah. Terrain theory versus. Yes. That's what it is. Then like. And and terrain theory, which is a a completely different worldview of how people get infected. It looks exactly, like in evidence, it works exactly the same way as viral load. Okay. So your viral load is how many particles of virus does it take to get you in particular at this particular moment sick? And that's and that has everything right. to do with, okay, well, how healthy are you? Have you been breathing fresh air? Did you just uh, like come in from the cold so your body's working really, really hard to warm itself back up and doesn't have uh, all of its chemical processes? So going? how are we distinguishing between virus particle and virus then? Come again? You said they're measuring how much of the virus particle, which is what right. I'm saying. So, so individual particles of virus. So like uh, so one, you know, viral particle can infect one cell. Jesus said in the Gospel of Thomas, which is like a Gnostic gospel. So who knows? Maybe he didn't say it. Whatever. Some people at one time believed Jesus said this and wrote it down. He said, same with the railbow. The people who have gained a lot of wealth should rule the world. The people who love power should die or something like that. He was very violent in that one. Mm. But to me, that, that sounds like free markets. That makes me really think that there was a reason this one didn't get included in the club. Right. And he actually said some really good things and then some also really crazy As things. As Jesus said in my favorite fanfic. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus well, fanfic. It, I don't know where it is in your Bible, right? But somewhere it says, like, the meek shall inherit the earth. Yep. Right? Because yeah. the wealthy all go to heaven. That's You guys get what's left behind. Yep, I think that's um, the Mount of uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, okay. it is on the Sermon on the well, Mount. Yeah, so that's, I think in Matthew. Uh, that's not what he was talking about. No. may not be what he was talking about, but that's my interpretation. That's your interpretation. Yeah. I, I think that you can interpret the Bible however you want. Of course you can. That's why I'm interpreting that way. If the meek are going to so, inherit the earth. So you're a Ferengi. What's that? I'm sorry, dude. I'm not sounds, that into Pokemon. Well, no, yeah, it no, no, sounded no. like a wrong, meme wrong word. kind of nerddom. Oh, okay. Uh, no, this one's Star Trek. Okay. Like, hardcore nerddom. Oh, yeah. But, not me. Uh, no, so Ferengi believe that uh, you actually buy your way into heaven. Okay. So that that's why their whole thing is about like no, you have to get as much money as possible all of the time. But didn't yeah. he just say the opposite that the meek 
inherit the earth? Yeah, yeah the, the meek. The, yeah, rest, uh, the wealthy people go to heaven. Yes. The uh, meek get Jesus the said Wait, that meek the meek shall wealthy? inherit the earth. Was... And uh, Richie said that, yes, that's because the rich are going to heaven, which he might oh, be right about, okay. given the space travel thing. Huh? I mean, that certainly seems to be like, you know, look at Elon Musk, um, you know, the, the Amazon guy. They all decide Bezos? to go to space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bezos, Musk, they all, they all go to space. I think it's Branson? because they're materialists and they're like, I need to get out of here. I can only go to Mars. And they don't think about a spiritual realm. See, they will literally ascend into heaven, leaving the earth to the meek. Isn't yes. that the same and as the Babel, riddance. Tower of Babel? It's like the new version of the Tower of Babel, basically. A little bit, yeah. Like, I mean, they, they are literally trying to reach heaven under their own power. That's that's very true. That's Whereas, Canadian. like, Tower of Babel, it's, hey, we learned how to bake bricks. We shall now reach heaven under our own power. And we're like, no, we, we can... Literally send rockets to the moon. From the top of that tower, you could see the curvature of the earth. Right. It's just so weird how Jesus or God or whatever, since his Old Testament says in that, uh oh, they were about to succeed. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Oh, yeah. N- uh, nothing shall be forbidden from them. Oh, okay. That's a real problem. Now we have <laughs> to mess up their language. And their lifespan, I think. Or was that the flood after the flood? Um, no, I think that one was at the same time. Hmm. Um, I shall not always abide with them. Their days shall be limited to 120 years. Yeah, I yeah. think that was uh, Tower of Babel stuff. Hmm. Well, yeah. If they were that close back then, I mean, just, I wouldn't trust anything else in that book. It looks like <laughs> we have, in, but the thing is, I think the um, Bible is all like uh, analogy or, or uh, allegory, but sure. that's another conversation. And you see, I the think Tower we should of go Babel was phones. really about the orbital elevator, you see. Yes. The actual topic we were intending to talk about at the beginning of the show was that Gypsy Rose Blanchard got released from prison after 10 years. And if you don't know who that is... This article luckily goes into, like, explains who she is first, so we can read that to you. Lee doesn't seem to know, didn't know until tonight who she was. This article from... Way to put him on blast there, Bonnie. Yeah, Lee doesn't know. <laughs> from Kate C. And dox me. <laughs> oh, man, sorry. I keep forgetting that. I, for, I should have studied it before. Okay, anyways. Or practiced it. KTLA.com, it says, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who was sentenced to 10 years in prison in 2016 for her role in her mother's murder, was released from prison in Missouri on Thursday and took to social media to celebrate her freedom. Gypsy initially made headlines after her mother, Claudine Dee Dee Blanchard, was found stabbed to death in her Springfield, Missouri home in June 2015. Oh, okay. What started as a case of a young girl plotting to kill her mother unraveled when it was revealed that Dee Dee had been lying about her daughter's medical medical conditions, which, according to Gypsy, included leukemia and muscular dystrophy, among other ailments. She had nothing wrong with her. That's the thing. Sounds like the mom got what she deserved. I know, right? Like, it's hard to feel any other way. So it says experts believe that Gypsy suffered from Munchausen syndrome by proxy, now known as Factitious disorder imposed on another, which is when a caregiver falsifies the appearance of health problems in a person under their care, most typically their own child. So she would do it. She would be like, Didi, you have this and that. And don't talk when you're around these people like the news camera crews or like the hospital people. And um, she was basically she liked to do it because of the attention she got. She I got, she got money, money too. Yeah, okay. And attention. Mm, yeah. yeah. But that's, Please help my poor daughter. 
that's what they say she's about afflicted. why people get this way is like well okay. the money makes sense but also they're like this is so it's like you know how people can actually grow to love their physical ailments they have because they're like well i keep talking about my back pain and then people wonder what's wrong with her it's something to talk about or or like they feel sorry for me that's yeah, one of the uh, biggest hurdles with overcoming diseases and disorders is that people identify with what's wrong with them. It yep. gives them a sense of who they are. Yep. I, I think that that's a huge part about this lady. So she was like, I'm the caretaker of a disabled daughter with a wheelchair and everything. And she could walk the whole time and she was fine the whole time. And um, once she got older, she found out about the Internet. Her mom didn't like let her use the Internet, but she was sneaking it. Okay. She met a boy. And he lived in, like, uh, Wisconsin. And she lived in Springfield, Missouri. And she convinced him to come over. And then he came over in the middle of the night, and she gave him a knife and told him to go stab her mom, and and he did it. And then they ran away together. Sounds like true love. And she got 10 years, and he got life. And that's pretty, that's, like, the most messed up part to me. That he got life? Yeah. His name was Gojon, um, his First name, I don't see it here. His last name was Gojon. Sounds Nicholas like, Gojon. Sounds like he is a protector and a provider. Mm. He was extremely autistic. Like I saw a video oh. yesterday. Uh, I'm not saying he can't be a protector and a provider. I'm just saying he was like eh. real autistic, not just like is what's worse, Asperger's or autism? I can't remember. Autism. Okay, then he had like a really bad autism even. Um, to the point, like, he was talking, you couldn't even understand what he was talking about. He's, like, moving on to another subject, makes no sense, and, like, looking at the ground. But if you have Asperger's and you're waiting on hold, it's probably autism. I don't get it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Anyway. Um. So, it says, years of psychological and physical abuse, as well as being subjected to numerous unnecessary surgeries and medical tests, are said to be what drove Gypsy to want to kill her mother. And, like, the one thing I always wonder about this is how did the doctors not know? Like, oh, you don't need a wheelchair. How did they not know? Well, if if she was not getting out of the wheelchair and they didn't, like, raise her from the wheelchair. Yeah. We don't believe you. And then they pull her up and then she just flops over and falls. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, missed another one. She well, even stole. I, I think it's really telling, actually, that the doctors did not stop this at any point. I mean, it's obviously in their best interest if you can continue to come in for surgeries, mm. continue to get this treated, whether or not it even exists. And I mean, to somewhat circle back to our uh, earlier conversation, I think that we really do need to start questioning the uh, the basically priest. Yes, I mean, it's essentially become a kind of priesthood, right? Where people have the same level of faith in everything that someone says because they are a part of this uh, specified training that they, number one, they can even change their own health to accord to what the doctor tells them it should be. So we really start need to start focusing on, hey, these are just human beings, even though they think they're gods, they're not, and they are just as motivated by profit and by uh, being esteemed for what they do as anyone else. Maybe so, but they have to be effective. If you go to the doctor and you go like, doctor, I'm sick. And the doctor goes like, take this medicine and you feel better. Right? And you're like, oh, good doctor. Yeah, but what if no, they're just like drugs. treating the Whatever. Yeah, symptoms. no, I'll grant you. Drugs are effective. Okay. It's a shame we're not allowed to get them. 
Ricky from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. What's on your mind, Ricky? Thank you there, Miss Bonnie. Another offer that uh, we can't refuse. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, the raw pinkish, you're, you're terrible. No, what? brother, I agree. Pinkish mountain. Yeah, there. Well, I, agree. I agree with that. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, now, now I will tell you that was a good call. We all agree. On that was a good call on Miss Bonnie's part because you know Squiggy's the most untrustworthy person I've ever heard call into this program. He's just boring and oh. weird. It's like, do I really want to like just let Free Talk Live be creepy freak talking to me talk live? Like, I don't even. I mean, your audience care. is libertarians, so. No, no, Squiggy's horrible in more ways. To the how do they say it? Two days of Sunday or whatever the hell it is. You know, two days of Sunday. Anyway, it's not side connection, Sunday. brother. Something like that. There you go. That's it. That could be it. I don't Seven know, ways to Sunday. For me. I no, 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 no. I, I tell you what. Uh, no, Squiggy give me nightmares when I hear him speak. I mean, it, about all kinds of badness. There's got to be. Now, I, I just wonder though. Is it the result of brain damage or you know way too many hard narcotics? He calls the entire show on Thursdays. He calls the whole time, and I hang up on him, and he calls right back. He has three hours of his life in his parents' basement to do that. He he is admittedly said on air he has Asperger's, so take that however you want. Did I crack Ricky up? Is that what he's doing? Maybe. Oh, sounds no, like yeah. No, the man. The, the I know. Maybe maybe he's AI. Maybe the man is not even real. Maybe somebody. Or he's getting a paid. Joke. Like imagine doing that. Or, you'd, you'd have to be it's getting the paid. Autism. Well, hey, oh, yeah. to be it's fair, just the autism. it is a lot on easier that. to pretend to be an autistic human than to pretend to be a not autistic human. And the other thing is, if, if he's autistic, why is he so okay. stupid? Autistic people are usually pretty good at figuring things out. Instead, he's like, blah, 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 and no, doesn't he, make any sense. Because he thinks he has, right? No, he, he has me, created uh, evolutionary capitalism. He's the only one that understands it. He can't communicate it properly because we're all just too dumb to get it like he is. He's above us. No, I, no, believe me, I know because Brother Ian put me as a last resort on the phone with Squiggy. And, and his, he was ludicrous. I mean, I totally destroyed him, but he was ridiculous. I didn't know you, you guys know, were both on together. I didn't know that. We were. It was a classic. Now know? we know the answer for the drop downloads. Mark, there you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but, I, but on the other things, though, something actually important. Now, this is something I want Peekless to get involved in now. Miss Bonnie's here. Some now, MLM scheme. I think it's important because, <laughs> no, no, my predictions is just to show you how back they go, Richie. They go back to the, to the Thursday night that Saudi Arabia and Egypt joined BRICS. So not just recently. Now, those predictions are a little older than you realize. So I want to get the, the terms of our bet that we're going to do in 2025 down past. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This you is not, this is not my bet. This got? is between you and Richie Rich. I am, however, okay, helping well, we you clarify what your bet is. It's got, I just okay, need numbers, well, yeah, man. I'll propose it. I'll propose it. This is based on our last conversation. I want you again to reiterate uh, the predictions. They're very simple. Uh, ju- around July, July, excuse me, that was my roommate. Uh, around July of... Uh, 2025, gas prices are going to go sky high like we've never seen them before. 25? I thought it was 2024. No, no, it's 2025. Oh, okay. 2025. Okay. 2025. So pause there. Pause there. Why? Why? Because this is the same conversation we had last week. You have to put a number on it. Yeah, you can't, you can't make a just bet say a sky high. So you have otherwise we'll quibble you, about it. You had a whole week to think about See, Richie, this. Richie, put a number on it. Okay. 
what what kind of number do you want, Rich? It's your prediction. I'm betting against what your was, prediction. Okay, what's the highest gas price that have ever been in this country? How about probably, we do that? Probably seven or eight bucks in California. All right, I'll say it's higher. It'll go. It'll go. I say it'll go higher than ten dollars. Okay, so now we have a number. There we go. National average uh, highest in the uh, highest. Uh, you know whatever happens to be reported in the country. You say eight. Ricky says ten. No, no, no. I'm betting against Ricky. Look, if Ricky he... says ten, the bet is that I don't think it will hit ten. Okay. So now, now that we have okay. ten as the baseline, national average you know ten dollars a gallon. All, all right, now we have now, a bet. Here's the other one. Here's the other one. Sorry, I thought you guys. Now were here's the other one. By the end of 2025, the dollar will fall completely. Now that's a good one, Richie. I already accepted that one. You're Rich. Yeah, I already huh? accepted that one. I don't think the dollar is okay, going to hit yeah, zero by the end of 2025. Okay. You, you, now that's, that's pretty good considering when I made yeah, I that either. prediction, no doubt. Now here's the third one. We will go into economic oblivion by the end of the first quarter. But economic oblivion isn't a, a, a d- defined thing. Is what they well, seem to I'll not be able to get through to you. Is. Okay, okay, okay. I'll tell you what that is. Imagine this. When a country of 330 million people becomes a third world country. That's right. like a da- disaster of epic proportion. And there's a definition, there's a definition out before. there for third world country. So look up well, that definition okay, good, and make okay, sure that you're comfortable with that criteria. We were talking about Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who a lot of people are like fans of hers. It's a little, it's a little weird. Look, you get tortured that much for that long. I don't even care about the revenge side of things. Yeah. You know? It's just more like, I mean, I get it, but I don't um, think it's normal to be a fan of hers. Okay. Well, I'm interested in the story. I think this is just another example of what happens when you have a monopoly in the service of uh, disputes. So if we had a market in court systems, then you could actually trust that, hey, if I go to my court, I'll get justice out of it. And then she would have had options. She would have been like, okay, you know what? If I sue you in court, I'm going to actually get justice. You're not going to do this to me anymore. You're not going to do this to someone else. And you'll be punished for using me for obvious fraud. Whereas we don't have the kind of court system that can be relied on for justice. Yeah, like she Well, and she didn't even try, though. She mentioned that her mom told, would tell her stuff like... I wrong there. Okay. I mean... Her mom would say stuff like, oh, no one will believe you. The cops won't believe you. And... She might have been true. It could have been bad. She could have went to the cops. They didn't believe her. And then her mom is like double torturing her or killing her or something. And then you stab the mom. Yeah. Right. Like here, here's the thing. Even with that, like the vigilante justice side of things, right? If you if you have free market justice, uh, if you wrong somebody, you'll want to go to arbitration because the alternative is violence. They'll kill you. They'll right. kill you. Right. So like I have wronged you. Yes. Let us go to court. I'm not willing to die over this, mm-hmm. you know, and there you go. So it, 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 the incentive is to go and provide some sort of justice. Otherwise, you just get stabbed and that's the end of it. Or right. shot. Right. I'm fine with that, too. She saved, served 85% of her sentence and she's now 32. She posted her first selfie of freedom on Friday. As of Saturday morning, the post had racked up more than 5.5 million likes and 220,000 comments. Earlier this month, she announced that an ebook chronicling her experience titled "Release uh, Experiences Titled Released Conversations of the on the Eve of Freedom" will be published on January 9th. So she's already making some money for herself, not just living off her um, pen pal husband. 
It says Gypsy had already been the subject of a documentary film titled Mommy Dead and Dearest from HBO. And I'm just like stunned by that name. That's pretty like they give these true crime things and the serial killers weird names. People are like fans of this. People are creating a a market for it. Yeah, it is. weird. There's a lot of podcasts and whatnot about about true crimes and. I was getting into it for a while, and then okay. I realized I was too creeped out all the time. Like, I went from, I don't care. No one's going to hurt me in San Antonio. I don't care. I'll just make a uninterested face and not make eye contact with people if it's a creepy area, to, like, I'm so scared in my own home. And I was like, wait, I got to stop watching those things, like on YouTube. Or just get strapped. Well, I didn't think it was that easy to get a gun. I don't know. I didn't know where to start. Okay. But now you do. Or have any money. Well, I know where All to start. Right. All right. Now. But, um, it's a good place. So Start at the beginning. I got a, I got a little taser thing, but it was a terrible Oof. one. It was like, right. that would never have really helped me because it was the, it's the type that's a stun gun. So you have to like go up to and touch someone. Okay. And I just felt like, how is this even protecting me? Like, maybe to scare someone away? That's it? All and right. then I'd have to like it's reach like in and get shotgun, to it. It's like a shotgun, man. You hear the little clickety-clack and you go, oh. Maybe I don't want to bother. It does it's get pretty your loud. It yeah. scares I know. coconut, even though everything scares my dog coconut. Um, that was basically it. I just wanted to finish that off to tell you guys why we even brought up Gypsy Rose Blanchard. And She's it's out. a really creepy Hide story. Your moms. People have all kinds of different opinions on it. Like some people think that she should have got life like her boyfriend. I don't think the boyfriend should have got life. Yeah, I don't either. Because right? he's autistic and... The only thing is he just keeps saying, I'd do it again because I love Gypsy. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, but, it's dumb. you know. Well, I mean, the idea of, like, the argument for why you would want him to get life is, well, what if he gets another girlfriend yeah. and then kills for her, too? Well, yeah, that's why you don't say stuff like that. Yeah. Keep but... it to yourself and then do it again. <laughs> then you're just a repeat offender. And then yeah, you're now, in jail for life. Yeah, the idea of uh, him getting life and her getting a few years, that's... I mean, she used him as a weapon. Yeah, I know. Like, she gave him the knife. Elizabeth Warren's bill that she wants to uh, do is that it has five co-sponsors. Warren expands coalition of banking committee support for bill cracking down on crypto's use in money laundering, drug trafficking, sanctions evasion. Now do the same with the dollar. Yeah, I thought... I thought she actually had like 20 sponsors. Okay. That's way less scary. Oh, I see new five new senators join. Oh, five as, new ones. Yeah, that's much scarier. Including three Standing members of the, on the couch. banking committee, it says. It says United States Senators Elizabeth Warren, that says, that's within us. Anyways, announced an expanded coalition. Is she going by they, that, they them now? <laughs> so United States Senator. She goes Senator, by Native American. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren. She's a twin spirit, you see. Announced an expanded coalition of Senate support for her bipartisan digital asset anti-money laundering act, which would mitigate the illicit finance risks that crypto poses by closing loopholes and bringing the digital asset ecosystem into greater compliance with the anti-money laundering and countering the financing of terrorism frameworks that govern much of the financial system. But it hasn't said exactly what it is. It's going to talk about all the new people joining. It says the Treasury Department is making clear that we need new laws to crack down on crypto's use in enabling terrorist groups, rogue nations, drug lords, ransomware gangs, the CIA, and fraudsters to launder 
billions in stolen funds, evade sanctions, fund illegal weapons programs, and profit from devastating cyber attacks, said Senator Warren. She continues, I'm glad that five new senators are joining the fight to take action. And it's going to be the toughest proposal on the table, cracking down on crypto's illicit use and giving regulators more tools in their toolbox. But it hasn't really gotten into the stuff you told me about it. So what do you know about this? Well, I, think, I think a lot of that's going to have to uh, wait for a minute for us to actually get into it. Hmm. But uh, Well, fill the time anyway, Pete. I will. I certainly will. Uh, so there's only 100 members of the Senate, and apparently 20 of them have already co-signed with this bill. So she doesn't have that far to go. And, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that... Uh, it'll be one of the uh, hundreds of bills that she's put forward that doesn't go anywhere because hmm. of the like 500 bills she's uh, put forward something like three have passed ever or like in two ever. years oh, okay hey daily digest listeners this is Riley blake i enjoy free talk live and i know you do too but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy so i produce the daily digest I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. We have Dave Ridley from ridleyreport.com on the phones with us what's on your mind ridley well uh how closely have you guys been uh, following uh, what's been going on with TechBit lately i know that so they're gonna put in a bill to um ask possibly ask the question to voters if they want to secede but they need to wait for republicans to um, go and validate all of the signatures that they got, and those Republicans are dragging their feet on purpose. Ian told me that, but that's all I know. Well, that's what was going uh, on a week. That's uh, what was going on a week. Oh, that was going on a week ago. Yeah, and apparently the the last time they uh, checked and saw how popular this thing was, it was like 76% of Texan Republicans would vote for secession. Wow. Why are they dragging their feet then on the on the signature? Because most because of the Republicans don't oh. like it, but there are several Republicans that do. Well, what's the new news then, Ridley? Well, they turned in the re- requisite number of petitions, uh, but the GOP, the GOP has rejected, it's like hundreds of, over a hundred, about a hundred thousand petitions. The GOP said no good because you turned it in on the day of the deadline. You were turned supposed to. You should have turned it in on the day before the deadline. Wow! Oh my gosh! That's not so what a deadline bad. is. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that not what, what a deadline is. That that is what that that is the claim at tnm.me, the, their official website. They should sue them. I think that they can sue them. All right, so I'm I'm still a little confused. The GOP is dragging their feet because they don't want it to go through. But didn't you just say like a moment ago? Oh, yeah. Just... The voters and the party yeah, the humans. want different things. The humans, okay. So 76% the of GOP voters. Correct. Okay. And the party is. Okay. All right. I'm clear. Continue. So, Dave. So the next thing that. Oh, go ahead. The next thing that happened is that TNM, Texas Nationalist Movement, did what they said, always said they would do, and they have already filed suit, I think. Oh, wow. So they said they'd sue them and now they are already? Wow, that's fast. Good. I think, I think. I mean, I, I don't know how official that, that is, but it's they're, they're suing them. 
They should symbolically drag out the cannon again. <laughs> Did they do that there? It's a Texas thing, though. Oh. The come and take it cannon. Yeah. Well, and and the what this says is obvious. So if the te- Texan people didn't want to secede, then these people who don't want Texas out of the nation because they like being a very powerful force in the world empire, they should just put it on the ballot. Have it defeated roundly, and then say, no, we already tried that. And it'd be very compelling at that point. But they know very well, if this thing gets on the ballot, the Texan people want to be an independent country. Well, then you still got to make sure who's counting the ballots, man. If the politicians are counting the ballots and they don't want it, there's no way it passes. Uh, That depends, actually, on what the judge says. Go ahead, Ridley. In New Hampshire, we have decent poll numbers you know, that show 42% support for an independence referendum. However, in Texas, that number is 60%. Um, and so it's likely uh, that, yeah, I mean, that's what TNM folks keep saying, is if we can just get on the ballot, we become independent. Right. Uh, and getting it on the Republican ballot is very, that's a, that's a heartbeat away from getting it on the overall ballot. Mm-hmm. So. This is a big deal. It's the elephant in America's room right now that no one's talking about. Just like you know, so many other things that that uh, that blindside you and change history. Uh, but that is a sixty percent favorability rating is just off the chart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for independence, and it means that eventually it's probably going to happen. Well, yeah, yeah, and the sooner the better, because really, like. As soon as we can get one state to secede, other states are going to secede. It'll domino. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that if they get it on the ballot and it doesn't win right away, it would still probably be pretty good because then people will be able to say like, oh, you know, 50% or maybe not 50, like, oh, 40% of people support this. It seems like it'd be more than that at this point with all the polls. Well, and I think that's why they're fighting this so hard is Mm -hmm. not like, yeah, sure. Even if it's even if it failed, it'd be a good step forward. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it's more reasonable for other states to put it on the ballot. Yeah, but I think they're fighting this as hard as they are because they don't think it's going to fail the first time. Hmm. They think the second those Texans have a chance to cut away from the union, they will. Yep. I mean, if you follow Texas Nationalist Movement on Twitter, they have a super compelling list of reasons and videos they make explaining this stuff to the people. And I really think that there w- it would only be in their own best interest for them to secede, just like New Hampshire. Before the break, we talked about all the support she was getting. What does the bill actually say? So one of the things that the, basically what the bill is about is changing what counts as a financial institution. I mean, it's very boring sort of behind the scenes stuff, or at least it seems that way. But it includes unhosted wallet providers will now be considered financial institutions. financial institutions and have to do all the reporting requirements that the banks are required to do but only for crypto like my leather billfold well so with, here's, with u.s dollars in it well so so here's the thing though the way that they define an unhosted wallet uh the the term unhosted wallet means software or hardware that facilitates the storage of public and private keys used to digitally sign and securely transact digital assets okay. such that the stored value of the property in the wallet and the owner and uh the wallet owner has total independent control over the value okay okay so here's the problem with Neo that points. 
So the number one, for example, is a wallet. Like that itself is the address of a private key. What about the whole digital part in that hmm? that you just read? Yeah, no, I'm saying like the number one is you can take the number one and you can send and receive uh, Bitcoin with it. You can take the number two. You can use that as the private key to send and receive Bitcoin. You can take the letter A and you can use that to send and receive Bitcoin. So, I'm a little lost. Okay, so... Like you can choose your wallet address? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like you've got your uh, your private key. Mm-hmm. And you have chosen a really, really obscure way of, of getting your, your private key here. You don't have to do that. Now, you don't have to do the 12 or 24 words fitting together that are this way of doing it. You can just take any ordinary number or... Uh, uh, letters even if other people already have a yeah hmm. yeah and so that. that's and that's the thing so if they don't know that it's a b b a then okay that's your wallet and if that's sufficiently secure for you you can just use that Abba, father right so like for example i could take the text of this bill like the whole text of it make a hash of that and use that as my private key but it gets worse than that. So, like, just the information itself of any given letter or number or combination of letters, numbers, and symbols, like, period, is a wallet. Period, exclamation point, is a different wallet. Like, so just the information itself, these are all wallets. And anything that facilitates the creation of a wallet is a an unhosted wallet provider. So like a tweet tweet. So a tweet is a wallet provider. That's stupid. Your phone is a wallet provider. A piece of paper is an unhosted wallet provider. A pen is an unhosted wallet provider. What is this Air mean by unhosted? that we breathe in order to write things down facilitates a wallet. Well, what about the unhosted part? What is that supposed to mean? Because like Edge Wallet, it's not hosted by a um, like you're you have c- not custody of your yeah not right. exchange, but because they it's def- still hosted somewhere. Well, so that's the thing. It doesn't matter because the it will be uh, it will be uh, forced on you in the way that it specifies. So mm-hmm. it is using unhosted wallet to mean this. Hmm. So anything that facilitates a private key. Which, as I pointed out, a private key includes a letter but then or they're a probably number just gonna dis- or the Bible. You can use your version of the Bible. You can take the text of that, turn it into a hash, and that itself is a private key. So, oh, Won't okay. they just define that, too? Well, let's assume, I believe you, and let's assume the bill goes through. Doesn't that make the law so vague that it is unenforceable? Completely depends on what a ju- on what a judge says, and and that's kind of the problem is that this it makes all human activity illegal. It makes all knowledge, all memory illegal. Got it. So so what judge is going to say like yes this this is the way it's written. This is well if you look at what they tend to do, they usually go ahead and enforce it as it was intended okay. instead of as it's written. Well, so let's so focus this, on that instead. Okay, then. great. So this is going to make all use of this technology completely illegal. 
of Bitcoin to, of crypto yeah. crypto technology. All cryptocurrency technology will be illegal in the U.S. Okay, he's, he's is that going to stop you? I'm, is that going to stop me? It's right. going to make me leave the country. Is what it's going to oh, do. Okay, all right. Yeah, pure and simple. If uh, New Hampshire is still part of the U.S. and the U.S. starts enforcing this, then yeah, I have to leave. Let's get into this. I have a little list here of what it would do. It says the Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act would, first bracket point, extend Bank Secrecy Act responsibilities, including including know your customer requirements to digital wallet, asset wallet providers, miners, validators and other network participants that may act to validate secure or facilitate digital asset transactions Two, address a major gap with respect to unhosted digital wallets which allow individuals to bypass a anti-money laundering and sanction checks by directing fincen to finalize and implement its december 2020 proposed rule which would require banks and money service businesses to verify customers and counterparty identities, keep records, and file reports in relation to certain digital asset transactions involving unhosted wallets or wallets hosted in non-BSA-compliant jurisdictions. Jet, in the West somewhere, what's on your mind, Uh Jet? Well, you know how I like to uh, call up and talk about strange things like the... uh, borders and things that just don't seem to make sense. I consider them borders. What are those delusions of the masses is what it is. (laughs) And my, my underlying question in my life is always, are most people mentally ill? Yes. (laughs) To be under this this delusion. I mean, there's gotta be something because, and the reason I'm focusing on borders, the reason I'm focusing on borders is because they make no sense. You know, I don't think they made sense when they were first established. It wasn't as though there was any geopolitical grouping of people that said, okay, we all agree that this is our little area. And uh, Well, does, today, does territory make sense to you? Well, ter- yes, small territories. Okay. And that's why in a lot of cases I... I I um, propose that the best situation might be city-states, but anyway. Well, hold, hold, hold on. So if territories make sense to you, then why do borders not make sense to you? No, I mean, territories in the smaller sense, small well, territories. Okay, number one, yeah, like where do you draw the line? Number two, what difference does that make? Well, you can make well, a physical border around your backyard. Right. Have you guys ever seen the map of the wolf packs? No. Oh, yeah, how they make a... They have borders. They make they stay in their own little lanes. They stay in yeah. Well, they have a territory, mm-hmm. right? There's there's no political designation for it. Surprisingly enough, they stay within their bounds. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's basically two uh, uh, sort of mutually exclusive uh, concepts of territory or, or of or well, of property ownership. And talking. one concept of property ownership is you have a right to whatever you can keep, and what you can keep is what's in this territory. So, okay, you conquered this chunk of North America. Now you have a right to that chunk of North America, and you can rule what is in that chunk of North America the way that you see fit. Like the U.S. federal government? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And and the in the legal system, that conquest is the foundation of property. And it was one of the earliest pieces of uh, of uh, 
one of the earliest cases that was the foundation of the legal framework was, okay, the natives said that they, they own this, and they said, nope, we conquered it, and since we conquered it, we can't acknowledge your ownership of that property. So that is one property of ownership theory. Now I think that leads to a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of of strife. I think it doesn't make any sense, especially and it's when a non-person a... owns something like the United States. That yeah, well, is I mean, you 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 basically end up with that uh, that problem one way or the other, though. So like, uh, two people are going to be able to control more territory than one person does. Now. 20 people will control even more, and once you get into higher and higher numbers, then you have to have organizations in order to say, okay, who who does what in this organization of territory control? And then that organization uh, has its own sort of pattern to it. So even if this mem- person is no longer a member of this organization, and this person now is, th- it still acts in the same way. So the president of the United States owns all the territory of the United States through the organization of the United States federal government by proxy and then cedes ownership to the new president every four to eight years. Uh, not exactly. All right. No, it's the people. Well, that's that's what they say. And that's, uh, but well, if we're going to say, if we're going to say they conquered it, the people didn't conquer anything. Oh, no, they absolutely did. The people conquered it. And since the people <laughs> conquered it, then the people get to own it. Jet? That's that's all an interesting discussion, but let's get back to the mental focus of the idea that there's this mass delusion going on that somehow, and I've pointed out before, that every so-called state within this thing we call the United States has straight lines. So there was at some point that they just decided that on this side is something and on that side is something. Now, the reason I bring this up is I live near one of those weird borders where it's invisible. Yes, there's a creek that runs through that uh, sets two sides, but there's nothing There's nothing political that separate, separates the two people. It's not like there's a certain tribe on this side and a tribe on that side that seem to all believe one thing or another. So I'm, I'm focusing in on the, um, you know, the, the mental state of the general people who accept this idea that somehow special buildings going up and people walking around in special uniforms and flying a flag and and having a specific this, that, or the other thing, that that somehow makes sense to most people. They accept it, they adopt it, and they function. Well, I think Peakless just explained it. Right? Yeah, so, so, I mean, like, uh, let's say, for example, uh, a gang is in a particular neighborhood of a city and they have a particular color that they wear and they make particular tags to show that this is their part of the city. And what you know for sure is that if you say, try and sell some marijuana at that particular corner, you will be picking a fight with this particular gang and they will have some probability of shooting you for trying to deal drugs in their territory. The whole point of property as a concept is to avoid being constantly at war with everyone all the time. Then just leave my little plot of pristine nature alone. But if he, what if he just thinks it's a different point? Like you, that you say that's a point. It, it's a good point in my book and everything. But it's like, what if Richie Rich says that's not a good enough point of private property? I want it for a different reason. 
And my reason is I want to preserve this rock. Okay, I want to preserve everything. It belongs to me now. Then you have to defend it. We've been over this like three times. Then in the same we're at war with yes. everyone all of the time. No, no just over the rock. Just How the do rock. you know I didn't claim the air you're already breathing? You're already at war with me. See, that's the whole point. No. Is that this do- your you- concept of property does not avoid conflict. And, and much like everything you bring up, there's a slippery slope. Not everyone's going to go to war because not everyone's going to make ludicrous claims like you. People are going to respect the the wishes of others. Sooner or later, someone's going to want your patch. The other thing is, it's so just going to be like, defend hey, it. We, f- we found uh, this new particular mineral that happens yes. to be where your nature preserve is. Which, is. which is why I stand by the defense theory. Okay, well then what's the point of property in d- if defending it is the definition? What is the point of the concept of property? Because if most it is no different, then here's what I can force you not to use. Because most people are not going to act maliciously. Most people, like my neighbor is not going to suddenly steal my house. He's got his own, and it's a risk to do so. Most people will opt to live peacefully amongst their neighbors. I mean, honestly, what is Richie Rich's claim to even just a rock he found in nature if your claim is that no one can own any nature without doing any work to it he might have not done anything to the rock the other thing is air is not as definable as a rock okay well i officially claim all this of the stars in the sky then you have to defend it i am look at me go there you go and if no one's offering a counterclaim and no one's at war with you for it it's as good as claim as anything else when you get to name the star and you give it as a gift your, you know, your sweetheart on Valentine's Day. Look, honey, I named one. a star yeah, the after whole you. Point of <laughs> Who cares? Rules that Nobody cares. On. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's going to uh, uh, counter that claim. Nobody's gonna. That's my star up there, and now we must fight. <laughs> Nobody cares for now. Forever. Well, and that, no, that's the problem. Look, if you claim this nature preserve, you the, the whole point of having a claim on it, of having a right to it, is that I then go, in order to have your respect of my property, because I've we have these rules of what is and isn't property. So in order for you to not break my phone, I will not invade your nature preserve. Okay, deal. Now okay. we have a deal, so stay off my nature reserve. Except that now I'm going to go ahead and claim all of your nature preserve. No, because I'm going to now. defend it. Well, right. what about the fact so that then putting we're at a, war again? What because, about the fact that, because you're taking you're not respecting the claim. What about the fact that putting you're being a, a dick. putting a <laughs> um fence around the nature preserve is mixing your labor with it. Even I defending it. put a fence it, around everything. You just can't see it. You can't defend it. See like you can't, yeah, you can't it. going back to that. If right. we're actually trying to get to the logical conclusion, you keep going back to that. So, if it's like Small the whole point of having rules about this is that I don't have to defend it because we respect each s- other's property. Then respect the nature you're not preserve. Ref- Why you're don't not you, I protecting don't get that. You're most not- of your property most of the time because most of the time most people know what the rules of property then are. Then I should be able to have a nature them. preserve. Yeah, if it's small enough that he can preserve it and he lives like right outside it or something and he's like anytime someone's walking up he could go up and be like, hey, read the sign. I, the only I person don't really threatening my wrong. nature preserve is you. That's We're because, at war because you claimed it. Well, it and that's the only somebody, other person who knows about it. If somebody commits evil against you when you're not doing anything wrong, I just don't see how it could possibly be that person's fault. It's like blaming the victim. I put it on the blockchain. This is Richie Rich's nature preserve. Okay, I put on the blockchain that I own everything. And then Ta-da. you have to defend it. Oh my God. I think- the whole point of having agreements 
is not to defend the things that we agree that each other owns. Not everyone's going to now agree with you. That's why we, that, that's that's why we put subjective. locks on the doors. See, that, that's just a subjective point you keep making. Like, it's not that I think it's a bad point. It's just that I don't see how it's like fact written in stone, fact of nature, that that's the point of property. Like, my point of property might be something else. Like, just like being feeling safe where I am. Like, if we're talking about property that you, that you own that's land. Right. Feeling safe where you are. That yeah. is one of the ways that we avoid conflict. Until Peakless Mountaineer shows up with a bear cat right. and smashes through the Which window. Which is what happens when someone stops respecting property. I got it. So you're, but in this example, you're the only one not respecting my nature preserve. I have this story here from the Wall Street Journal. And I started it the other day, but we never got into it. So I just wanted to uh, actually get into it for the listeners it says, a moving company touts its young, chiseled workers. Feds say that's age discrimination. It's like Hooters all over again. Yeah, it is like that, but for men. Hooters for men. There you go. Well, the federal government's got some gall accusing someone else of age discrimination. They won't let me pick up a social security check. Hmm, that's a good point. A moving company shows off the clean-cut, chiseled student-athletes who pump iron before loading your furniture. Is it College Hunks? Because I used to oh, give I, out flyers for one of theirs. I don't know if that's the name because you said that, but um, okay. I haven't seen the name of it yet. But it says, the federal government says, that's a problem. That just sounds like a Karen, you know? That's a problem. I want little old ladies lifting my heavy boxes. <laughs> <laughs> the equal... Employment Opportunity Commission sued Fresno, California-based Meathead Movers this year. (laughs) That's funny. For violating age discrimination law by not hiring enough older workers. To do what? To lift the heavy boxes? (laughs) I guess so. No, this this is like job-specific requirements, man. You got to be able to lift the stuff. If you can't lift the stuff, you can't do the job. At some point, are they going to say it's discrimination that you chose somebody who knows how to work a computer for like a computer job? Probably. I'm sure that their argument is that, well, they were fully capable of lifting things, but you didn't hire them because they weren't sexy. That may be true, too. Employment attorneys and trade groups say the case will offer clues as to how the agency will approach anti-discrimination laws now that President Biden's picks are installed. Commissioners voted seven times on age discrimination matters since Democrats gained control in August. That moving company is going to go out of business if they hire old people. Yeah. Because they're going to hire old people. The young people are going to be doing extra work trying to lift with the old people. They won't want to do it. They won't want to do it. They won't get tips or something for being young and doing a good job. I've gotten a few good tips working at a moving company. Actually, I did have a friend that had a moving company, and he said sometimes people would tip them, but it's not like a tip job. Like, you are just going to rely on that. Yeah, no, it wasn't a tip job, but, you know, that it was lunch, man. Like, all right, you got 20 bucks, I got 20 bucks, let's go eat lunch today. Hmm. Like, it was never expected. We were always gracious about it. It says that um, the commissioners voted seven times on age discrimination matters since Democrats gained control in August compared with three age-related matters since earlier in the year. I can also say at my age, I don't want to do that job anymore. Hmm. That was hard work. I don't want to be lifting boxes all day. Yeah. That hurt my back. And I'm a woman. I don't want to do that job at all. (laughs) Like, Let the young meatheads lift the heavy stuff. sex discrimination, Bonnie. Yeah. Let the young meatheads lift the heavy stuff. Like, that's what they're built for, man. Do most women actually care and say, like, meathead movers won't hire me? <laughs> or old people? Do, do, is there anybody actually being offend, offended by this? Like, actually, like, applying not getting the job? 
I mean, we did have a female on the crew, and when mm. she was on the job, she would like wrap the dishes, and then we would move the box. So there's, mm. you know, depending on your needs, like there's a place for them, maybe. Mm. But who we did the heavy stuff, man. It says the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission chair Charlotte Burroughs, whom Biden elevated has said she would vigorously enforce age discrimination laws as, oh, I just realized it's specifically for age. So I keep bringing up females. I keep forgetting that's not just discrimination. Oh, just wait. It'll be female soon. She said she would vigorously enforce age discrimination laws as older workers regularly face age bias, stereotypes, and discrimination. Yeah, because they can't do the job anymore. Yeah, but right now, come on, old people are getting more jobs than ever because young people don't want to work. So yeah. it's like who this is a ridiculous thing they care about and they're acting like they're saints for caring about. Depends again, d- d- depends on the job, depends on the industry. And I feel like well, old and person- this is why companies should be allowed to discriminate. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you are allowed to discriminate like on almost every way you're allowed to. But these particular ways you're not allowed to flight attendant must be able to fit down the aisle <laughs> and not hit the roof. Hmm, I never even thought about that. Um, it used to be a requirement, like under five. It's not four, a requirement anymore. anymore. I'm pretty sure they they threw that one out. Whoa, that's crazy. Um, that that well, even and, has to do with not falling out of the sky. Just a quick thought. Um, isn't the government actually the one discriminating on the basis of age to say that anyone under eighteen can't have a job? Hmm. Yeah, they are. So, but those people don't have rights and don't matter. Well, yes, according to the United States, can. right? According to the United States and their age discrimination, mm-hmm. these people have no rights. Yeah, but or it's they the have mental illness. Permission. It's the mental illness thing. Like most people don't care. They're like, "Yep, those people aren't rights. That's my property." That seventeen-year-old man, boy, whatever. Right. And so it's the mental illness thing. Like that's the only reason it gets by. That's the only reason it's that inconsistency is allowed to continue is because people are crazy and believe it. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.